0: I am drinking another non-alcoholic beer. Mm-hmm. Brew dog. This hazy one's as fuck, hazy what? as fuck. I guess it also could mean alcohol-free. That's what Chris said, but I was like, I don't think that's what it means. I think it means as fuck, right? Yeah, as fuck. Um, you see, it tastes like theory? a real beer. Uh huh. Well, because you know, I like the taste of beer so weirdo i'm not weird i'm i i can't drink beer because i get headaches now because i'm old but i mm-hmm. like even one beer will get i'll get a headache so but yeah. i miss the taste of beer so now at the end of the day i can have a beer but it's like there's no alcohol in it so i mm-hmm. can just throw down like i can just throw down like six of these and feel like a champ hmm nice Mm, that's good i mean i like this is this podcast is not it's not not. although if they would like to i'll happily take the sponsorship but we are not in any way affiliated with brew dogs hazy as fuck i just really like the taste of it
1: so for the first time today i ate pretzel chips crisps, crisps crisps because I am trying to eat a snack that I won't want to eat a ton of. So you chose something so, that you don't like.
0: Yes. That's, you know, you don't have to, you can that's weird. Like you can, you don't have to make yourself eat something you don't like. It's not that I hate it. It's just that I don't, it's not like a cra-
1: craving. It's not like you eat one and you're like, I have to eat but more. But Sarah,
0: what if you start to crave pretzel chips? Uh, pretzel crisp, yeah. And then Maybe. you'll then you'll have gotten yourself really in deep into like this addiction unintentionally
1: that's true Ooh. <laughs> I didn't think about that, yeah, uh, they're garlic' par- 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 oh, I'm parmesan. familiar I've I'm heard- familiar
0: with I'm familiar with their work. my kids uh like the pretzel crisps, yes yeah the, the, my kids are fans of all kinds of snacks, to be honest, they are especially that Elliot one. Yeah, he ate like um, he ate like four bags of goldfish and just like passed out today. Oh, uh, yeah, and then four he didn't. Bag? Well, mean, like, like the l- for, snack bags, four little bags? Okay. Yeah, still yeah. not great. You know, yeah. uh, Chris and I were in here watching the end of Cuckoo, and so we were not parenting. We were just like l- let them run free and eat goldfish, and I because I was like, mommy has a really important television show to watch for her podcast <laughs> very important <laughs> takes oh, precedence shit. over your over your health um no we spent a lot of time hiding, hiding we spent a lot of time hiding in here regardless so yeah uh, at least I had an excuse welcome to the Adam and Andy podcast I'm one of your hosts Nicole I'm your other host Sarah uh and uh today we're gonna be talking about cuckoo cuckoo as fuck it's cuckoo as fuck um before we get into i can't believe you didn't watch it until like either was it did you start last night i started last night the episodes are really short actually i'm glad that i did because it kept it all fresh in my head chris and i started watching last night we watched like four episodes and then this afternoon before the podcast i watched you watched two three? three three episodes
1: we didn't make 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 it through the the seventh one. We were um, like, "This is bullshit." Anyway. Yeah,
0: well, I, it's on my it's on my bullet points. We'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. I said, "I don't know if you saw my text, but I was I texting did. you during the." W- we'll get to it, but I was texting you during the episode, the first episode of season two, mm-hmm. and I was, um, I was not happy. Yeah, I, we were. I was not happy. Um, that's all I'll say about that. Um, but. Uh, I did enjoy it and I'm excited to talk about it with you. I'm so happy that uh, that somebody I'm going to I'm actually going to say who it was that suggested this to us because I am really grateful that I didn't even know yeah, about the show. We didn't know about I, it. Had, I mean, I saw his IMDb credits and I just but I didn't know how much I would enjoy this show. So had it not been for this listener, we would not have known about it here we go it was oh shit um palm springs at prism 82 so thank you for that suggestion thank you. Thank uh, had it not been for your suggestion we would not have watched cuckoo so we're going to talk about cuckoo in a second but before we do are you ready to get in some into some adam and andy news news yes. i just picked up the paper from my front porch and I've got the news bulletin right in front of me. Wow, they're in the pa- pa- paper. How cool. <laughs> um, you don't get Adam and Andy daily like I do? Um, oh shit, was I supposed to? I would highly recommend um, a subscription. Um, Although it yeah. was a little much this week. And we'll get yeah. into that. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, it'll have the whole thing will have uh been a a week old by that point so uh i'm sure twitter will have moved on but there was a lot of drama this week and we will i'll get into it i'm saving it for i kind of want to save it for last for the last okay of part of this segment um so we will talk about adam and the chair and the whole thing we'll talk about it uh but we're we're gonna we're just gonna wait for Got some other news items to get to first, so I'd like to start with Andy today. Okay, Andy had some really big and exciting things happen this week. Um, so Palm Springs and ad- so Andy w- and Palm Springs were both nominated for Satellite Awards. So um, Andy was nominated for Best Actor, uh, and uh, Palm Springs was nominated for Best Motion Picture, uh, Musical Comedy Motion Picture Satellite Awards. But mm-hmm. the, uh, and that's great. Uh, I think the really big news this week, though, is that Andy and Palm Springs were nominated for Golden Globes. Nice. Yeah. So super exciting. Uh, Andy nominated for Best Actor, obviously, and uh, Palm Springs nominated for Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. Nice. So do you want to hear a quote from Andy about... Let me find it. I just like... i had to i moved off of my bookmark that i had here but do you want to hear a quote from andy about yeah um okay so here's what he said about being nominated for golden globe what a treat to wake up to the news that palm springs has been nominated for two globies he called them globies Globies. or somebody or somebody wrote that there's it says globies in the quote um on behalf of everyone who worked on the movie thank you to the h FPA for the rec- Hollywood Foreign Press Association for the recognition. Time to go hazmat suit shopping for a big hazmat suit so we can not party. Oh, cute! Yeah, uh, so that was adorable and yeah. super excited. Oh my god, Sarah, we're gonna have to watch the Golden Globes again this year, mm. just for Auntie, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he not he wasn't he the host a couple years ago when we were doing the Georgia Made podcast? Yeah, him and um. Sandra O. Oh. Yeah, Sandra O. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was about to say that, but I was like, that can't be right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, super excited for Andy. Well deserved. I'm just a, a little bit like, but where's like, what about Kristen Milioti? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like her performance was equally good. So yeah, I'm very happy for Andy. But like, where's the love for Kristen Milioti? Like, where's her love? Like, I feel like she went through. Her character went through a pretty big change in the movie Maybe as well. So. so many other amazing
1: performances by wh- 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 women this year, last year.
0: Sure. That, uh, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I thought she was very good. Um, so I don't know why she's not also being nominated for awards. I'm glad that Andy's getting awards, obviously. But I felt like they were really a team in that movie and that they were on par with each other. So mm-hmm. just... The that out there. I know this isn't the yeah. Kristen Milioti podcast, but as uh, because I've seen Palm Springs so many times, I do feel yeah. like you know, I just want to cheer for her a little bit, you know. Um, so yeah, good news for good news for Andy. Uh, I don't know if Brooklyn Nine-Nine is back on set or not. I haven't seen any recent pictures, so I don't have any updates for you on that. Although they were supposed to be back at the end of January or like mid-January, so. Uh, I don't know. I'll let you know if I hear about that. Um, so now we're going to move on to the Adam news. So we got a couple things. Uh, 65 finished shooting in New Orleans. Uh, it's They're not wrapped, but they finished shooting at that location. Uh, there was a picture of everybody on the plane. And Twitter worked very hard to try to zoom in to find wh- if, Ad- if Adam was on the plane. Possibly he was sitting in the back. Not sure. It was very blurry. Uh, but there was a picture of him with walking with a crew member on to get on the plane. And he has short hair now, apparently, like really short, like or er, like first season girls short. Oh, OK. Um, and so Twitter was all excited about that. Um, they're filming in Oregon now. So that's what's going on with that movie. Uh, and then apparently the Gucci movie is going to film in about 40 days. Busy, 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 guy. busy as fuck. Um, he's like, I know it's there's a, po- out, I know these girls are doing a podcast about my filmography, and I have to get out there and work so Who that knows. they don't run out of films. <laughs> it's clearly the reason. Um, all right, so I've I've, I've avoided it long enough. So we're going to talk about this now. The so Sarah and I have actually talked about this next thing. I feel like I'm building up way too much. By the way. Uh, We're about to talk about this um, um, controversy this week about Adam and uh, the experience that this Portuguese actress, uh, Lydia Franco, had on the set of The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. We're going to talk about that right now. Uh, So if you don't want to hear about that or if you're not interested or you're just like, I want to put that behind me, I will put in the show notes uh, where you can skip ahead to just jump right to the cuckoo discussion uh in the meantime we're gonna get into it um so here's what happened and Sarah like I said Sarah and I talked about this already uh prior to the show because it felt like something we needed to discuss before talking about it on a mic um so uh first of all I was on Twitter during. I was on the on break from work and uh, went on the Twitters. And uh, this article had come out in a Portuguese paper. Uh, I I don't even know if I should call it a paper. Apparently, it's a very it's a very like salacious kind of tabloid paper. But they had taken an interview. That the Portuguese actress, Lydia Franco, she's 76, I think, 76, Mm -hmm. 78. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she's a well-respected actress in Portugal. She worked uh, in a very small role on The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, which I should have looked up when it was filmed. But I want to say it was like 2017, 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, she was in the film and she was on a podcast and made some comments about Adam driver uh and then the magazine took parts of that and basically put out this report that implied that he had like assaulted like it it actually literally said Adam driver assaulted this older woman on a set and so that's what came out first and i i was like holy fucking shit um and then i had to go right back to work and i was like i had to check my emotions as a human being for a minute because i was like wow this is really affecting me. I'm a grown woman with a job and I should be focused on my job right now. And instead I kept getting distracted by like, Oh my God, like have I been doing a podcast about someone who assaults old ladies? Like, is that, is that what's going on? Um, That's how I was feeling. And uh, as selfish as that is. Um, And obviously I was, I was like, wow, I hope that's not true because you know, obviously this is an actor whose work I enjoy and respect and we enjoy doing this podcast, uh, which obviously we cannot we could not continue a show about someone like that. Right. So it would just become the blank and anti-podcast, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Um, and Sarah, if you want to chime in, feel free to stop me at any time. Uh, going? <laughs> so later I. I. Um, Was able to obtain. There were lots of fans on Twitter who were actually translating the the actual podcast. The podcast itself, um, was also which was in Portuguese, was being translated by multiple people. And I found a translation that I thought was really good. Uh, In fact, well, I don't know if anybody is interested in going back and reading any of this stuff, but the podcast. That I f- the translation that I liked the best. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, it was Rina at Dark uh, at Dark Lena, but it w- it's a D A E R K Lena. Anyway, she did a Portuguese translation that was actually really good because it it um it contextualized things like it contextualized emotions and double entendre and things that in English. That, that just like, translating it to English doesn't do, right? And so in the translation of the podcast, you can tell that Lydia is very upset. She fe- felt like, th- I feel it's, it was very clear that she felt like it was a toxic work environment on that set. Uh, she made claims that Adam wouldn't let extras look at him or he had like something in his contract saying that if extras worked looked at him, that they would be fired. Um, people couldn't be on set while he was rehearsing. Um, and then there was the biggest thing was that, well, she said that he was, he's a tremendous actor, but a terrible person. And that he, uh, then they, then they, then she said in the translation, it says that he assaulted her. And I think that's where, the article pulled that quote from sure. well she called it a disguised assault or a camouflaged assault with a chair again this is a cam uh, a, a translation and the the in, uh, re- interviewers kept pressing her about this and finally she was just like you know i don't want to talk about it anymore he's she called him a a, a a madman is what the translation most people seem to agree with is and then said i don't want to talk about him anymore he's not worth my time basically um so at this point twitter is like the 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 stand. twitter is burning down like it's a it's it is a it is just all burning to the ground uh here's what i'll say about this i think the fact that most people can't that said you know what i love this actor but if he did actually assault and this actress like i'm i'm sorry but i can't i can't support that. You know, like I that is I believe her and what she says, and I'm going to wait for more information. And and so I think that it's good that people took that stance pretty quickly. Uh, I think some people I think there are people now there's a little bit of infighting about it. And we'll, we'll get to the end of this story in a second, I promise. Uh, but I, I do think that it's important to take what women say about things that happen on set seriously. And I'll get to why. Because <laughs> I do have something to say about that. Um, actually, you know what? I am going to say a few things about that right now. Um, I love the work. I love, I love watching Adam Driver movies. I enjoy looking at his undeniable magnetic hotness. I think he's a tremendously talented person. But no matter what I think of that stuff, uh, I do think that there is a long history of women in the film industry being bullied or intimidated at the expense uh, at, at, in, at the behest of making great work or whatever that means. And, and I'm not talking about Adam Driver specifically at this moment. I'm talking about Stanley Kubrick and the way he treated Shelley Duvall on the set of The Shining. And if any of you don't know what I'm talking about, I urge you to go if you're interested and go look up this stuff. It's well documented that Stanley Kubrick tormented Shelley Duvall on the set of The Shining to get the performance out of her when he could simply have just asked asked her to act
1: she's Mm -hmm. an actor
0: (laughs) Uh, i'm not going to get into last tango with marlon brando but that's a whole situation you can read about um we did an entire episode of our other show the feminine mistake podcast about uh quentin tarantino and the treatment of his female uh, actresses including uma thurman on the set of kill bill uh that episode if you're interested is feminine mistake podcast episode 303 tortured genius So well-documented, especially directors and directors letting actors, uh, male actors, get away with behavior towards female actors. And it's a there's a whole history of abuse on set being excused because of male genius. Okay. So when I heard about this, I was like, I hope this isn't true. But if people that are like, oh, well, that was years ago, how could it possibly have happened? Like that stuff gets buried. Mm Mm-hmm men with power bury stuff. It took them 20 years to get Harvey Weinstein. Right? Mm
1: -hmm. So,
0: that being said, I just want to get all that out of the way. Because it is possible. Mm -hmm. It's very possible that that shit can happen. And it's possible that it can get buried, especially on a foreign uh, co-production when you have an older Portuguese actress who people aren't going to listen to what she said about what happened to her. I, it does not surprise me that something like that would be get get buried. So now I'm thinking, did he throw a chair at her? Did he get upset? And like, did he throw a chair during an improvised moment of performance? Like what happened between them that sh- that made her feel this intense like this obviously this these this, uh, these painful emotions that she's feeling. you know I had to wonder what happened. At this point, I messaged Sarah with the article with the trans well the, the translation i messaged her and i was like mm-hmm. hey we got to talk about this on the show it's still in motion don't know what's happening seems unclear i don't know what a camouflaged assault is so i'm waiting for more information but we should probably talk about this before our next recording so we can kind of figure out like what is our how do we how are we going to respond to this and let's process our emotions about this before we say something about it uh so sarah i don't know if you have anything you want to say at this moment about what you were thinking um, when I, inv- I br- brought you in at that point, or if I, if you want to, I just want to stop talking for a second in case you want to say something. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, there is
1: definitely a history of men being ab- abusive to w- women on set. Mm-hmm. Um. I also know that a lot of times, pe- people who are f- are famous. Are under a lot more scrutiny, and so any mistake they make—not not that this was a mistake, but any bad behavior hey, hey, that they have,
0: uh, any kind of is, any kind of
1: temper, loss of temper—yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like that person is a shit per- per- person. Mm-hmm. And I think that this this is a mixture. He yep. probably was being an asshole, but she also probably pumped it up um, and and dramatized it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that.
0: She like it was Well, bad. let's let's like, let's get to what she said the next day. Cause I think okay. that'll kind of wrap this up and maybe move us into that area of the discussion. Okay. Um, but yes, I agree with what you're saying, which is that people lose their tempers. And when I lose my temper, there aren't uh, a bunch of people and around me. There aren't a bunch of people around me who's who are, yeah, there are no Nicole's there, I have no stands. Except for Sarah. <laughs> uh, so nobody's going to report my temper tantrums. And I have them every day, I assure you. Uh, because I mm-hmm. can't control my emotions. So uh, so yes, I, I hear you on that. So here's what happened within the next 24 hours. So the next day, production company associated with Man Who Killed Don Quixote releases a article or releases a statement, I'm sorry, saying that... Uh, Adam, no extras were fired on the set of the man who killed Don Quixote because of Adam Driver. He never requested that. They said that he uh, that that no one that the extras were not allowed to take pictures of Adam, which makes sense. Um, yeah. They they said that that they 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 made some vague statement about how rehearsals are it's structured in a way that it makes them, I guess, intimate as intimate as possible between the director and the cast, and that maybe requires fewer people to be there during the rehearsals. Which All is, of that sounds like normal actor stuff. Yeah. Um, but they didn't say anything about the chair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't touch that. So then, hours later, uh, another uh, another article comes out with a statement from uh, Lydia Franco. And let me just pull it up so that I don't misquote her. But basically, she came out and said that the uh, Portuguese, the things she said on the podcast were a misunderstanding. Um, Oh, shit. I got to translate this again into English. Come on, Google. Anyway, uh, she so so she had said he attacked me in the podcast. That's what she Mm -hmm. said. Camouflaged attack with a chair. Um, she says it was a misunderstanding. So here's what she says. Here's the quote. Our characters in the film had to be physically close, explains the actress. I consider the actor's behavior, Adams, to be un to be uninspiring. Wait. Sorry. My my damn thing jumped. Hang on. Ah, okay here we go i considered the behavior the actor's behavior to be uninspiring because and remember and this is a google translation guys of this article uh because in the preparation for the scene he was not as careful as i think he should have been so she said he wasn't as careful i've also seen the translation he wasn't as delicate as he should have been i've seen that translation as well uh our characters had to be physically close and each time he got up with great momentum uh at, in character the chair that he was sitting in touched me with a certain strength, which bothered me. She also says that despite her discomfort, uh, her visible discomfort, he continued with the same, he insisted on with the same behavior. And this led to, now in this translation, it says it led to an outburst without any intention of harming him. But I think the other translation I saw that was, that made more sense to me was that this situ this a uh, misunderstanding on set led to her feeling like she needed to get things off her chest on the podcast without with uh, without having any intention of harming his reputation mm-hmm. okay so she says i'm sorry for the misunderstanding anyway that's her quote she says mm-hmm. so now a- and uh h- gosh we're spending i know we're spending a lot of time on this guys but i cannot tell you how much time this took up of my actual thinking for the for the 24 hours that this was occurring um i also saw a picture and since then since we last talked sir i saw a video clip of the scene that she's in and so she's standing behind where he's so he's seated at a table with other Uh the other main cast in the scene she's seated behind him at another table uh-huh. He push. I've seen the clip now, because I haven't seen, we haven't watched Man Who Killed Don Quixote yet. He pushes yeah. back abruptly from the table because he's trying to get to someone to talk to them. So he pushes back from the table, stands up quickly, and pushes his way through the crowd of people around the table to get uh-huh. to the person he needs to talk to. That's what happens in the scene. Does S- he push the chair into her? You can't even see her in the shot like in the there's a picture where you can see her standing behind him but in the scene from the film like it's like you she's not even close enough for you to even see her in the shot or at least she's not visible on camera that I could tell
1: so it seems like anyone he pushed past could have had the same reaction he
0: pushed me well we don't know what happened on set is the thing what I can tell you in the blocking is that he has to get up from a chair his he probably pushed his chair back and pushed he probably walked quickly through a group of people to get to his mark I'm guessing right so it sounds to me like he was doing the scene and bumped into her and maybe mm-hmm. she didn't speak maybe she didn't feel look she obviously she didn't say she asked him to stop so she didn't speak up either because she didn't feel like she had to or because which is common maybe as a woman she and, and she didn't feel like she could say anything to this big movie star. Like mm-hmm. I, I my understanding is that she is a very re- well respected actress actress in pol- Portugal, so it's not like she's never been on set before. But maybe she felt like she couldn't say anything, mm-hmm. yeah, and so she got upset, or maybe she did say something and it led to an argument, mm-hmm. or maybe he kept forgetting and he kept bumping into her anyway. I don't know, but the point is, he didn't throw a chair at her uh, or anything like that. Uh, but he, they, had, there was obviously. Su- look you don't call someone a madman for bumping into you with a chair something happened and I'm not I like obviously he didn't throw a chair at her thank God but maybe they had an argument I feel like somewhere between he th- cam- a camouflaged assault with a chair and he stood up too quickly somewhere between that there's a there's well, a there's an, okay. a, an, a situation that happened between them that was unpleasant and it left her with a bad experience that's my understanding of
1: it probably most people who have to work with adam probably have come away with like yikes that guy's kind of a
0: madman you know like well i've heard (laughs) from my what i've heard from other people there are people that have said he's lovely there are people that said he's very generous there uh, i've heard reports from extras that say he thanks everyone at the end of the day i've also heard people say he's a method actor and when he's in character he doesn't talk to anyone and he's a dick so but that so that's the that's the end of the story is that she Mm -hmm. but i'm but i'm i also want to acknowledge that maybe she blew it out of proportion or maybe she really had a fucking bad experience maybe that set was toxic and she wasn't supported but she also can't maybe. And she, but but Adam Driver is a powerful person in Hollywood, and, and maybe she went. Maybe she went a little too far in her description of it, and then had to back off very very far to avoid being yeah. sued. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, so, something happened on that set that gave her a bad experience, and I, and it's not assault. Appa- mm-hmm. uh, apparently, it's not assault. It's clear that uh, the, in what she said that it was not but that doesn't mean that she didn't feel like her voice was not being heard on set. Obviously that's how she felt.
1: Yeah. I kind of feel that Adam is probably because he's met, met method and method by definition, it's like the work, the art is more important than anything else. And that your own life, your well, own, Well, you know how I feel about
0: the method.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think the method is just disrespectful just like to humans on its, other humans on its surface like mm. it's just you know like it just is you know but by by de- definition if you are not allowed to be yourself to talk to your co-workers or who, who 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 whoever you're around as yourself and you have to be this character at all times like that is just disrespectful and
0: um I'm actually okay with people have different. Uh, each have people have different processes. So here's, I guess, the last thing. i Here's, I don't know if this is the last thing, but this is close to the last thing I want to say about this. um Adam. So fortunately, Adam is <laughs> Adam is not a person who throws chairs at old ladies. So I I feel comfortable continuing to like his movies and talk about him on the podcast in a positive way. Um, I but I do want to say that um i think it's important to respect each other's acting process like if his acting process is to stay in character and not joke around on set that's fine like he should have the space to do that um Mm -hmm. uh, but also i think it's the like i i ultimately i think it's the responsibility of the production so i'm Putting this on the production mostly for whatever happened because she obviously went to people and talked to them about about it and said I'm not happy and they said there's nothing we can do about it because that was in the podcast as well she said that okay so if Adam and her didn't get along and there was some kind of disagreement that's no- that happens in in, an, in a creative environment that happens in an environment where people's emotions are running high that happens it's on the production to provide to create an environment that is not toxic. It is on a production to create an environment where women are listened to. And I'm not even talking about the man who killed Don Quixote right now although I've heard that that production was fraught with all kinds of problems. Um women historically have been have not always felt safe or listened to on a film set. And that is something that needs to change. That is something mm-hmm. we should demand that it changes. Uh, no matter who you are or how Im- important your work is or how many words you have or, or whatever, whether you're the director or you're the lead actor or whether you're a supporting actor or an extra or a grip, everyone should be, resp- but should ultimately be able to respect each other and create a positive work environment. And we c- you can do that and still make good art. It's so- it's shocking, yeah. but you can.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't, I, I just don't know if Adam be- belie- be- believes that.
0: Well, we don't know Adam and we don't really know his process to be. So we don't know what he, we don't know if he went, we don't know if you reached out to her and apologized. He's not going to come out and say anything in public. And I don't necessarily think that he needs to. Uh, I don't know if he reached out to her and tried to talk to her about her experience or if he's going to think about this next time he's on set and some and and he gets into a disagreement with someone I don't know. I he, he's not a I don't know him personally. Um but I'm just saying that in general, outside of this one situation, I think it's important that that film sets have a have a safe environment for people to work in and that women should feel safe on set. And they don't always you and I have worked with toxic people before. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't tolerate that behavior on our sets. We don't work with people that create a toxic environment around them. Um, And um, I've had a chair thrown at me before, actually had a chair thrown at me during a acting workshop. And I did not like it. (laughs) And that actor did not check with me uh and I did not feel safe working like I didn't feel like I could trust that actor from that that point on yeah after having a chair thrown at me. <laughs> yeah so uh I'm glad that I'm glad this worked out in a way that no one actually re like got assaulted. I'm s- glad this that didn't happen to this poor woman. Uh, I hope that I hope that we can just generally, try to create sets that are safe and, and a positive experience for everyone. I hope that's a thing that we can all make a commitment to do. Uh, and I think Holly sh- Hollywood should work harder at doing that. It, not just for Lydia, but for everyone. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm sure there have probably been sets that Adam Driver has been on and and, and felt, I'm mean, maybe he's felt unsafe. I don't know sets can be unsafe for everyone you're making a face because he's a big man right but you know like on set these on these on hollywood sets they'll make you work these crazy hours and turn around and have you get up with no sleep Mm -hmm. they'll ask you to do things that are beyond your comfort zone and yes we should push ourselves for art but there are limits yes that's all that i'm saying and i'm not saying that maybe adam felt like anyone was going to assault him with a chair he's a big man but i'm i wouldn't be surprised if in the course of his career he's had been asked to do something he wasn't comfortable with haven't we all been at some point mm-hmm.
1: you know yeah well on girls he was not comfortable with this the sex stuff at first like he was very uh
0: is that so i yeah. i've never heard that i heard it, yeah. i heard him say talk about that it was awkward but i did not that's not something i heard uh, yeah,
1: well, it was his first um, on screen oh. sets stuff, and he was like he was like he didn't feel comfortable. and then when he saw how Le- Le- Lena was so comfortable, it
0: helped him. Well, that's good. Well, uh, I hopefully on that set, they created an environment that made him feel safe. I hope. yeah, you should feel safe on set. He Adam should feel safe. Lydia should feel safe. We should all feel safe on set. We're all doing vulnerable emotional work. And we're all trying to create something together. And we can do that in a positive environment and still make good work. We don't have to make it, it doesn't have to be painful. We don't have to make it painful. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. We don't have to make it painful. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, we've been talking for a long time already. Should we go ahead and talk about this movie? Let's do it. Uh, well, it was a show uh yeah it was a show so sorry that took so long but it was like i thought it was a really important topic and i wanted to truly give it some discussion i mm-hmm. wanted us to be able to unpack our feelings about that i'm sorry i just want to make sure was there anything else you wanted to say i didn't want to cut off this discussion no I'm uh, good. before you okay good anyway uh moving on let's talk about cuckoo 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 2012 you yes. all right there 2012 Never. so that's this right. is a television British television sitcom Britcom. single single it's a Britcom thank you I like that mm-hmm. uh, a single camera Britcom uh, so Sarah what is Cuckoo about Cuckoo is a show
1: that was named after a character that left after one season we're not
0: going to talk about that because the Cuckoo I'm ended so Cuckoo ended at one season uh, okay that's how Excellent. I think of it that's how yes. I think of it yes
1: yeah, so Cuckoo is the show about this so there's a man. He has a daughter. The daughter Ken. elopes. Ken. The daughter Rachel mm-hmm. elopes with Cuckoo, who mm-hmm. is a hippie mm-hmm. man who, played by uh, played by Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg to perfection. Perfection. Um, like perfection. Like perfection. I mean. <laughs> sorry my eye has an itch um, get that get in there and get that eye get it so yeah i mean she elopes with him and then he comes in and moves in with ken and lord and Lor and, Lo- and lorna who are her parents
0: lorna and played by the actress who played emily on friends the first, as soon as i saw her i was like oh yes, my god it's emily from yes, friends yes um, yes i knew i, I saw that i yeah. was like yes she looks great by the way she does she's adorable anyway yeah. please continue
1: no so he moves in and basically the first season is oh we're just, gonna talk about dylan well yeah dylan okay can we can i just address like <laughs> like yes th- those those are the characters so dylan, yes. dylan is the, the little bruh bruh br- yeah. mother of of, of, of Ra- rachel anyway who could use so- a little discipline frankly
0: anyway please continue
1: so the thing about this show is that I feel like there's it's, it's very one note. Like the conflict mm. is like every episode has the same conflict of the of Ken versus Cuckoo.
0: Yes. It's very um, it's a very laurel and hardy kind of setup. hmm Yeah. Um the jokes
1: are hit and miss. Um, the characters are stereotyped.
0: T- I t- enjoyed involved. this show, I think, more than you did, Sarah, because Chris and I laughed a lot. It sounds like... I mean, you're right. The The whole premise of the show is very one-note, but I did think it was very funny. Um, I thought that eh, eh, Andy
1: and Lorna were fu- funny. Everyone else was like, eh,
0: I I don't know I liked I liked the show I enjoyed it I enjoyed every episode that I watched it was a sitcom it wasn't like mind expanding but I laughed I thought it was very funny it was actually one of my favorite things that we've watched for this for Andy's in Andy's work I really enjoyed it
1: yeah I mean like and he was great he was great he was like I watched it for him I mean
0: obviously and him and Rachel were so cute you didn't like Rachel I thought she was adorable. You didn't. This doesn't seem like you liked her. I'm
1: surprised, Nicole. That you. I thought she like, was
0: really cute.
1: I thought she had no personality or char- character. She, I Hats, like. My, guy, that's fair. That's my fair. Su- 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 summary of her is she's essentially a cut- cardboard cutout of an agreeable wo- woman. Okay, um, fair. Um, 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 a manic pixie dream girl without the rescuing part, the making a man complete part. Like she just is cheerful the entire time doesn't have much to say doesn't have she's a sitcom
0: sitcom wife
1: yeah it's just like she said nothing to her and that pissed me 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 off
0: i get that i get that i did like the scene we are getting jumping so far ahead i actually have Mm -hmm. bullet points i have normal bullet points anyway i just want to defend rachel for a second i didn't i did like the scene with her and was it who was the i don't remember his name Dab or drab or whatever the guy's name Deb. was, is that him? I don't know. They had dinner Reb. and he was like yeah. trying to hit on her, and she was just like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> yeah. Like, I enjoyed that a lot. We didn't. You're right. We didn't get a lot of character development from her. She was a because bit. She was like, I mean, she's you're the not wife wrong. of the main you're
1: character. Not I don't
0: know. You're not wrong. I but I guess I was too busy looking at. Andy and how hot he is as a dirty hippie Sarah why is he so hot as a as a dirty hippie like I was so hot for him as this dirty hippie he was dirty and his curly hair and I just like and his onesie and I was just eating it up Sarah no I don't know if I've ever been (laughs) thirstier. no yes yes you didn't like it i oh, liked I his i liked his neck beard i was into it i was i was a hundred percent into it he can sit nude on my countertop anytime uh i was repulsed
1: what, um, what? yeah What? i was like ugh. Really? The ear, gate, the ear gate, gate gate ages. I just hate ear gauges. They were no, so no funny. Those. I'm so <laughs> they sorry, looked but, like they were yes. so
0: ridiculous. Yes. Um, come on. His was that his, his, outfits, was his that, outfits were crazy. He was always wearing like three sweaters but no yes. pants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it
1: was his Amazing. Were, I did think the costume design of him was, was great. great. Brilliant, so and it reminded me of Dick Pick Professional in that I feel like every article of clothing the costume designer chose was like this is fucking hilarious. Like yes, yes, like, yes, this is making a statement. Like yes, yes, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. So I thought his performance was perfect. I thought mm-hmm. that the costumes were great. I thought that like. The, the the writing of him, like his character's writing was
0: good. Yeah, everything else was like, eh. It was mostly a show about him and Ken. Yeah, that's why it was called Cuckoo. Yeah apparently, but they should have changed the name when they got to the second season. Okay, we're not going to talk about the second season. I mean, we will, but we're not... not. Did you watch this this, this entire second season? No, fuck no. I hardly made it through the first episode. It was a struggle. I I literally only watched it because I thought Andy was going to be in that episode. We fast forwarded through that episode. (sighs) He wasn't in it at all. Yeah. That was real shitty IMDB. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what would you that my first bullet point was why is andy so hot as a dirty hippie so what would you like to talk about next so hot. oh my god like i want yes I, I would roll around with him in the grass yes
1: um so we have um the trope of the 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 daughter who elopes with someone offensive to mm-hmm. her parents Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've seen the son-in-law mo- moving into the parents house
0: Um, thing I feel like that's probably happened yeah I'm sure there's plenty of movies where that happens yeah so Ken I just can't
1: think of any right now Ken the dad was <clears throat> just eternally
0: grumpy eternally grumpy and, but and just, I kind of liked him I kind of liked him I kind of liked, liked him though I I
1: understood why he was so pissed off. Like I felt that too, but it was just like that's all he was. He was just pissed off, Dad.
0: I Chris kept every every episode. Chris was like, "This is my nightmare." Like he was like, "I none of my children better bring home someone like this." Yeah, and I was like, "Well, our kids probably will bring home someone like this,
1: Elliot." Yeah, no, Elliot. Okay. <laughs> Elliot's
0: gonna bring home some square uptight woman who sees him as a fixer upper Sarah oh you're right like Oof.
1: like uh, that that therapist
0: on um on the last on, f- film uh, yeah, we did. yeah uh, this, uh, this is where I leave you although if he brings home Connie Britton I'll be like good job good job you did good <laughs> I'll be like can you take care of him now because I'm exhausted <laughs> um yeah there yes that was that's the whole setup of this is like you know kook cuckoo comes in and fucks shit up in every episode basically um yeah. and the things he says are just like oh okay barf. well i want to talk about hunters and thinkers okay because that's something that cuckoo says in the first one or two episodes yeah i think it's maybe the first episode he tells ken you're a hunter and i'm a thinker I'm a thinker and the hunters are big and dumb <laughs> <laughs> which i think they did make advance i think they took advantage of that actor size a lot he is so giant huge and i thought it worked very well for the comedy i actually enjoyed him a lot i mean that angry dad character is a, is a trope but what's different about ken is that he wasn't just a like he had emotions like he wasn't just a Mm -hmm. gruff like everyone listen to me he wasn't an archie bunker he wasn't a i know this is a british sitcom but i have to compare it to american sitcoms because that's all i really know he wasn't a archie bunker he wasn't a you know who's that guy to the moon alice you know from the honeymooners he wasn't that dad that was the prototype but he like Cared about his daughter and had regrets and was loving to his wife and like rem- wanted to make a nice dinner for her and have an anniversary and she's the one who didn't remember the anniversary so I feel like they did a lot of su- a subversion of that trope um and I th- and I liked I thought I thought that I enjoy like Ken was a good foil mm. I enjoyed him um or was Andy the foil I guess to me Andy's the main character. <laughs> So Ken was the foil. I know he's supposed to be the main character, but for me, Andy was the main character. Um, Anyway. So he says that hunters are big and dumb and they go out and they make the food. (laughs) They get the food, they make the money and the thinkers come up with cool thoughts. Anyway, I just wanted to, and I think that was kind of the summation of their relationship in, at least at the beginning in cuckoo's eyes. Yeah.
1: And they also, um, you know, did the whole like he doesn't have a job and like he's r- runs a p- pota- pota- t- 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 van, and and potato potato van jacket potato van jacket. I don't even know what jacket potato t- a jacket are.
0: potato is a whole potato. I think that you cook and you put like spices on the outside. Like you cook it in foil. Is it like a uh? It's like a, it's a, a jacket potato is a baked potato, Sarah. Baked potato. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not just Jack of potatoes that he's selling Sarah. He is selling joy, togetherness, and war against the state. yeah, so, yeah, so about his
1: character. So mm-hmm. uh, so he has, you know, this full philosophy, like the eastern spear, spear, spear spear spiritualities type stuff that we're seeing with with hi- hippies, but he has like a western kind of like a selfish twist to it that's like yeah which i think is another trope
0: americans having and i think andy's played this character before you know the stupid selfish american who spouts a bunch of nonsense but is actually very selfish yeah 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 and
1: his personality he is self-important he's a know-it-all he is he appears to be caring and like care
0: but he doesn't act. I don't know I, I can't he seems like- very caring but also especially happy when it has something to do with him directly but there yeah. but you know Ooh. he's but he he also I think he likes the validation of, the, of helping people almost a little bit more than actually helping them but yet yeah. he continues to help people like he does do things that like he he's Like, just when you think he's just kind of a stupid idiot, he does things like, I mean, what he does with um, Lorna's father, like, you know, giving him this way to grieve by telling Mm -hmm. him that the cat is the reincarnated spirit of his mother like or her Mm -hmm. her mother like i think he does really believe that because they you see Mm -hmm. him reading the book at the beginning of the episode about reincarnation Mm -hmm. but also Mm -hmm. like he's giving his father her father like a gift like a gift of 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 being able to move on you know the way he treats connie with the music and how he like inspires her is he doing that to help her or to hurt steve i don't think he's doing it to hurt Uh, steve i I think he's doing it to help himself because he wants to help someone to make him feel like he's succeeding as a guru but at the 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 dinner
1: that began the whole thing steve said something offensive
0: to cuckoo and then so does connie so does connie though I think I think Cuckoo hates Steve. Yes, I mean he Mm -hmm. makes no mistake about hating Steve. But I don't think his motivation for helping Connie is to because he hates Steve. I think he helps Connie partly because there's some bit of him that genuinely does seem to like helping people. Like he seems to like he enjoys helping Ken get high and get let loose. He enjoys teaching Connie to sing. He enjoys, um, you know, he takes enjoyment out of this stuff that he's doing that helps people. You can see that, but it does also benefit him in the sense that he's like at the beginning of the episode, just selling potatoes isn't ever going to be enough for me. Like I have to be able to help people. Like I have to feel like I'm helping people. And so him getting her the gig is also him helping himself because he feels like he's fulfilling his own dreams. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. But he time and time again, and, and I think it's the way Andy plays him. Yeah. Like I think that that as written, Cuckoo is pretty selfish, but Andy's like genuineness, like his earnestness, yeah. is what it makes like makes it feel like he actually feels good helping people. I think that yeah. that thing in Andy, that earnestness, is what yeah. makes Cuckoo. Feel human and not just a yeah. caricature.
1: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, he does have. He's very er, er, earnest. I would agree, agree with that. Um,
0: should we talk about the cat and that whole episode? I know I thought that was the best episode. It was <laughs> very good. They did. They really
1: pumped up the the, the stakes. The the, the, st- the stakes. Yes, the dra- 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 drama. Like it was so. Tense and you knew you were gonna see see that
0: dead cat. You knew that everyone was gonna see that dead I cat. I was so upset, Sarah. I had to cover my head with a blanket multiple times. We watched this last Aww. night. As soon as Chris saw the cat, like at the beginning of the episode, before anything happened, like her dad is like petting the cat, and Chris was like, That cat's gonna be dead before this episode is over. He said it like two minutes in, and I was like, No, I was like, they're not gonna do that. And then, the, and then, and then the rifle came out, and I was like, ooh. Yeah, This is not good. <laughs> yeah. So they're at Lorna's dad's house. He's lost his wife recently and he's got this beautiful Persian cat. Who's the neighbor's cat. Right. And fluffy. Yeah. And, um, cuckoo picks her up and is like talking to her and like mm-hmm. is like this is the spirit of your dead wife and yeah. everyone's and everyone kind of believes him except for ken of course and then he yeah. my favorite part is when he sets up the bowls of water and one yeah. has a post-it on it that says i'm you're the spirit of your dead wife and the other one says i'm just a nice white cat yeah <laughs> and she has to go drink and she goes and drinks from the one that says she's the spirit of the wife obviously and uh and then when she turns away she's got the post-it on her forehead yeah oh so cute (laughs) um very cute i love i also love the part where andy holds up the photo of his wife next to the cat and says has like if your wife were a cat she would look exactly like this (laughs) what's so funny is that that woman did look like that cat (laughs) well i'm sure (laughs) they cast Uh, The woman to match the cat, or the cat to watch the match the woman
1: being cast in a role to match a cat. Well, it's just a photo,
0: it's probably somebody in the production team. It's probably not an actual actor. (laughs) That cat was so cute. They're like, my point. Oh, I thought the cat was so cute. What? The face was not cute. I thought it was, but it's probably somebody who, like you know, runs is works like in accounting and the production or something. And they're like, "Get Margaret down here. She looks like this cat. We're just gonna get a photo <laughs> of her in the parking oh my lot." Gosh. Um, and yeah, and then Dylan, who's a little shit. That guy, Dylan's is a stereotypical little, little
1: asshole bro- brother. Who, but he's uh,
0: he's also icky is horny he's icky he's icky yeah. why did he, he
1: reminds me of wanna, that guy in what is that mo- what is that movie it's like a American pie not American pie it's he seemed like he could like, fit into
0: that movie yeah, yeah. Um. I don't want to get too sidetracked but why didn't he ever get in trouble for buying ecstasy it seems like that like, it, it seems like maybe your son is a little shit because he never faces any consequences for his actions.
1: Yeah. And then he, uh, like, slept with a, a, pros- ses- a sex ses- worker. Ses- mm-hmm. A sex worker who he was sick. Was he 16? Yeah. Yeah, that was a problem for me. Okay
0: can I say I did not care for the scene where they were sexualizing his body when he was like, do you remember the part where he gets out of the shower and he's like shaving or something? And he's like, and I was like, I know the actor's not 16, but the character is. So can we not do this? Yeah. Like gross. Um, anyway, back to the cat. So, uh, Dylan, who's a little shit is, is pretending to shoot with the, this Korean war rifle. And, then Ken gets a hold of it and, uh, of course, shoots the cat. hmm Yeah. So then he bags up the cat in a very awkward scene where he's like... In the, in the, the father-in-law's um duffel. And his duffel with his Ar- name... Army duffel. With his name and address, address. on it. Yeah. And then t- they go to the pub... I this is I didn't expect it to play out like this. Like I knew, so he leaves it in a dumpster at the pub. On top of everything, doesn't try to hide it, and obviously someone from the pub tries to bring it back to the house. But what I didn't expect is that Cuckoo seems to pick up on the fact that there's something going on with the bag. Do you think he knew the cat was in there? Yes. Also, hold on. Sorry, how,
1: how they got there? Like they found the. There was a chip in the cat's Yeah, the cat like, was microchipped, yeah. And they tracked the chip all the way to the house.
0: Because like, the be guys here. got it in the bag, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so, and then Cuckoo got the sense that, I was afraid the bag was going to rip Oh, uh, 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 It uh, did!
0: Open. Oh, did they not unzip it? They pulled it apart. I don't know, I was okay. like, I was kind of had my face covered with the blanket at that point, but when I opened my eyes, they the bag ripped in half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How upset would you be? I would be traumatized. I mean, there—the kid was there too. The kid who the cat's family. Yeah, but why? Like, so you think Cuckoo knew that the cat was in the bag? Because he was like, he seemed like he saw the bag. He seemed like he figured something out. But why was he? Why was he trying to force Ken to open the bag in front of everyone so that everyone could? And to see it. Everyone could know that. That's. Do you what think Ken he knew did. the cat? The cat was dead, or do you think he just thought the cat was in the bag? He knew the cat was dead. Oof. He seemed shocked when its body fell out, though. Oh, anyway, I, I
1: didn't watch his face. Um, I did like I was, that, what he said. I, that, that episode was very uncomfortable for me. I did like what um, Cuckoo said on the drive on a on a, a drive somewhere right. about how like you subconsciously like w- wanted to kill that cat and you did you know I think that he was very perceptive and there was mm-hmm. also an, another speech he gave where it was the engage not the engagement the the wet, the the wedding mm-hmm. like we got ma- married announcement where he yeah. was like you can't buy love in the store like you can't there's no you can't take a chemical that you know you feel l- like that is like love mm-hmm. and uh, I thought that was very uh sweet
0: um and then he kept saying and then your love and your love yeah. and we're all love and we're uh, the love is here together and we're loving yeah. and, <laughs> and then it just got silly yeah. um okay what do you got next on your list that you want to talk about? Um, I liked Lor- Lor- Lorna
1: the most because she was the least stereotypical. T- like I don't even know what her type would be. Like she was, she was the mom, but she was not the typical.
0: She seemed like the, mom. an easygoing mom. Like she seemed like everybody was. It was almost like, gosh, Sarah. It was almost like that's my boy. Where everybody in the family likes, I don't remember Adam Sandler's yeah. name in the film, but everybody yeah. likes that character, except for, like, Andy was playing Ken, mm-hmm. and that's my boy, basically. Yeah. He was yeah. playing the guy who doesn't want this fucking crazy hobo around. Yeah. And this time it was him playing that role. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I thought that Lor- Lorna was very funny mm-hmm. and very, you know, excited and
0: interested in lots of things and like um I really liked when she kept for like misremembering things. Like on the anniversary when she's anniversary. like she, she got him the Aussie Osborne t-shirt. Yeah. And he's like, "What is this for?" And she's like, "You remember when we were like, you know, Doing it behind the Aussie, and that guy walked by in the alley, and he looked like Aussie Osborne. It was like some yeah. other guy, yeah. And yeah. oh my god, that was so funny. Or when she was like, yeah. "This is our song," and he's like, "No, it isn't." Yeah, <laughs> oh.
1: which is not usually the what happens with the the woman in in relationships and films. I don't know about in real life, but um, at least I'm in sure films, like- I'm
0: sure that there are plenty of women who forget anniversaries. Um, yeah, I I liked I liked Lorna a lot. Um, so do you want to talk about the stag party? Sure. The stag do the stag do. So it, as it turns out, um, Cuckoo and Rachel are not legally married Mm -hmm. because they had some kind of ceremony with this coconut. And it just like, that scene was very funny where he was like, I have, I need official paperwork, not a coconut. Um, So they decide to have a wedding. This whole episode I was very tense. Because mm-hmm. it was the last episode of the season and I knew that Andy was only in seven episodes but that this show went on for like five seasons. So I was like, are they going to mm-hmm. are they going to kill Andy off in this I was like I I was upset. Well, in that episode I was like, are they going to yes. kill him off? Is he going to like you know, is him and Rachel going to have a fight? I was like, don't do this to me. I've, I'm too invested in this relationship at this point.
1: Yeah, there was no foreshadowing or any indication that things were, that he would leave.
0: Well, I'll get to, um, I'll get to, I'll get, I'll get to that. Why that happened in a second. Um, So they have to get married. So they're going to get married. And they, in fact, they have to get married because otherwise Cuckoo's going to be deported. Mm-hmm. So, um. Bef- they they decide they have this like, um, they have a wedding planned and you see like sorry, I'm gonna make sure my phone doesn't vibrate while we're trying to have a podcast. Um, so Lorna and Rachel are planning the wedding. I guess they didn't have a bachelorette party. I don't know. I didn't that didn't seem to be something that was what on the table.
1: The, what is the fee- female equivalent of stag? a doe? Is it
0: called a dough par- party? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs>
1: um.
0: So they're gonna have like a basically a bachelor party for Cuckoo, and Steve, who we haven't really talked about, but neighbor Steve, who I did not like. I know you're not supposed to, but he was the actor was great. I just like I think he was successful in making me not like him. Yeah. Um. So Steve, Connie's husband, is mad at Cuckoo because. In the episode where Cuckoo teaches Connie to sing, Connie divorces—I guess—divorces guess divorces him. They didn't really clear up what no. happened, but she leaves him to be a singer and to go off with another person. Like she leaves Who with her sing. her lover. Both of them can't sing, but they're so happy, and that's what's important. You know what? Here's the thing: Steve doesn't deserve Connie. There, I said that's it. True, he doesn't. That's true, he doesn't deserve Connie. Um. So he. So Steve it, wants to ruin cuckoo's wedding as revenge yeah. yeah so he can so he basically gets himself in the position of being the best man mm-hmm. so that he can get cuckoo really drunk this plan is heinous by the way get yeah. cuckoo really get cuckoo so drunk that he and then pile a a woman on top of him, take pictures and send them to Rachel. And then Mm -hmm. Ken agrees to participate in this. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Well, Ken hates him. Does he though? It's see, I thought, I thought they reached some kind of understanding after the MDMA trip. They seem to go back to the way things were before. I guess you're right. But not, I mean, I just, I feel like, the links that you would go to to ruin your own daughter's wedding like she obviously like whether you like cuckoo or not like she loves him and she would be devastated like this would be so traumatic for her i just find it it's like it was hard a little hard for me to believe that ken would go along with it and -hmm. i know he doesn't ultimately go along with it but it was a little hard for me to believe that even i mean i guess it's a sitcom and you just kind of have to roll with it but So they go out. I enjoyed all the scenes of them going out. They put Andy in this like baby costume. Maybe that's the way stag parties are in. No. Okay. Tweeted us at Adam Andy pod. Are you a British person? Can you tell us do men dress up the bachelor like a baby when they go out for their stag party? Is that a thing? Because all the guys were wearing daddy shirts, mm-hmm. and Andy was dressed like a baby with a diaper. He was wearing a diaper
1: and a crop top. <laughs>
0: all of his shirts, all of his crop tops were cropped. I know. It was so great. Oh, God bless the wardrobe department. Um, anyway, so they go on the stag party. They are drinking so much. How is Dylan drinking this much and staying upright? He's How only sixteen. Sixteen at a stag part. Par, 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 Ew. Right. Honestly, they should have just let Dylan run the stag party. No one should have let Steve do it. Steve is a dirty. He's like a villain. Like he the is. way he taught... Like again, this actor did such a great job because as he was talking about his plan, I was like, he sounds like a villain from like a science yeah. fiction movie. Like yeah. he doesn't even sound like he's in a sitcom right now. Like he's in a different genre of television at this moment. Um, So what they they end up doing is they go to the club, they're dancing by the way, so much uh, dancing and so much Andy dancing in the show. I loved it so much. We got to see him dance so many times. Um, And they bring in a sex worker who ends up going off with Dylan. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, Cuckoo does get drunk enough to pass out, but not before he tells Ken this really sad story about how his father left him when he was a kid, mm-hmm. and his mother didn't have time for him, and that he felt like he never had a real family until now. And then Ken's like, you can't "I can't do it." I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And Steve's like, "You're right." So Steve gives him like G, like you know, G is it GHB? What's the name of that drug that is like? The party. I'm sorry, it's been a long time since I've been college. You know what I mean? The thing, the drink that pe- they the guys drug the roofie. They roofie oh. people women with it. You know, it's not roofies. Yeah. Roofies are pills, but there's like a drink anyway. You know what I'm talking about, listeners? It's that awful, disgusting drink that people take or give women to drug them. Anyway, he he gets drugged by Steve, who's fucking heinous. That guy. Mm-hmm. Did not see this coming. They put him in like I mean, who could a
1: storage a sh- container, shipping container? I did like, not see like, that. that. you put on the back of like a a train or so, so, something. I know. I was like, what is
0: happening right now? Um, and tied i tied up. Does he have food? Does he have wa- no, wa- water? No, he was going to be for there and for months. He would have died. Honestly, he, he would have definitely died. I was like, is this how they're going to end the show? I was like, I. I feel like if you end the show this way, I'm going to feel betrayed. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I, I turned to Sam and I, and I was like, this is dark.
0: This is way too dark for a Britcom." Huh? Yeah. Um, I was very concerned. Um, so he was going to put Cuckoo on a ship, a ship and ship him off, off somewhere. And then Steve. So then Ken has to fight Steve to try to get Cuckoo back. Which I thought the fight was really funny because they really made it, took advantage of like Steve, of Ken's height. Yeah. And his, like the way that Steve runs at him and Ken's just like, I'm like two feet taller than you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That was a good pairing. They did a good job with that. Um,
1: Also, did you find it fun, fun, funny slash creepy that Steve?
0: role plays as Ken with Connie. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. I looked at Chris and Chris was like, mm. <laughs> what?
1: That is fucked up.
0: Um, do you think Steve wanted to be... So here's my question. Does Steve want to be Ken or does Connie just have a crush on Ken and she makes him role plays as Ken? He wants to be Ken for sure. Okay. All right. Because there was a sense. scene where
1: he was like looking at Ken like he wanted to... And then he said something and it was like, Okay, yeah. He wants to be Ken. Got it. Okay.
0: Um, I love how Ken's like, I'm not sure if I'm really flattered or disgusted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, Ken runs to try to rescue Cuckoo, but he's too late, but it's okay because Cuckoo... Swam? Swam. Wow, escaped and swam? Escaped and swam, which was frankly, a relief because I was like, and his better- diaper was all soggy. It was. Yeah. Well, it had to be because, you know, he probably also didn't have a toilet in there. So, you know, he did drink a lot of shots. Yeah. Um. So they make it to the wedding. And there's this whole thing at the beginning of how, like, Cuckoo's, like, wants Ken to engage in this ritual where he, like, kisses him to welcome him into the family and, like, he- Ken doesn't want to do it. And the wedding was really cute and like, like I Andy's just, I think Andy really excels at the earnesty of being in love. Like, I, earnesty isn't a word, but I really believed that Cuckoo was in love with Rachel. Like I believed that he made yeah. that very believable. And I believed that she, like, they seemed like they, I know Rachel was one dimensional, but when they were together, I did believe that they loved each other. Like I believed mm-hmm. in that relationship yeah, and I was rooting for it um obviously so much so that i wasn't paying as much attention to the writing of rachel which you're right is very weak but i guess i was so focused on andy that i wasn't paying Mm -hmm. as much attention to that um but in the end they have their wedding and they put their coconuts together and then ken kisses you know kisses cuckoo and welcomes him into the family i thought it was really sweet and then, and then everyone who's listening, just stop right there. Don't watch anymore, Cuckoo. After the wedding episode in season one, end of season one, you're done. The show's over. You're done. You don't need to watch anymore. You don't, you don't need to see Taylor Lautner. Uh, do we you have don't need to see Rachel recast?
1: Do, ha- do we have to talk about this
0: episode? Don't have
1: to talk about Cuckoo falling off a cliff in like the Himalayas or something? I don't know. Like
0: <laughs> so the first series came out in twenty twelve, which means mm-hmm. they probably shot it in like twenty eleven or something. Wait, mm-hmm. when did when did Brooklyn nine nine come out? Um probably around that time. Yeah. So what happened was well here's the thing. First of all, British television shows Okay, so Brooklyn Nine Nine was released in 2013. Okay, the first season. So what happens happened in, in Britain? I've noticed, and this is I think common knowledge. Their shows don't come out every year. Like it, it'll like the 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 second season of Cuckoo came out in 2014. So it usually takes them like two years to produce. Like if they're going to do a season two, it's usually like two years later. It's not like back to back. So I th- I think what happened in between Cuckoo season one and season two is that andy was cast in brooklyn 99 and wouldn't have had time to go back and do season two i mean the, li- literally they the reason they wrote him off the show was because he he was too busy to do it
1: yeah no i i i, I l- looked it up because yeah. i was like this is crazy yeah um, like but the
0: show's called cuckoo so and why
1: did he allow himself to be cast in a different show if he already had commitments to... Because the they
0: probably weren't... They probably didn't have a... They probably weren't producing the second series until after he was already cast in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, when you're cast on an American... Both also, if he's on an American show in L.A., then he can live in the States. Yeah. Otherwise, he's got to take his whole family. And that, the, like, also think about it this way. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is like 24 episodes or was yeah. at the time. 22, 24 episodes... Cuckoo was like seven, six or seven episodes. So getting on an American television sitcom was, would have been probably more profitable for him. Yeah, It would have possibly, it would have led to more recognition in the American television industry for him. Yeah. And also probably after Cuckoo wrapped, they, it wasn't like they were like, you're on, they didn't contract him for season two. The way yeah. that it works in Britain is you do a series, it ends and then maybe a couple of years later, do you do a second one? But it's not like Brooklyn Nine-Nine where they're like, you're contracted contract to do the show until it gets canceled. It doesn't work that way in Britain. So he got another job because that job ended. Yeah. I'm sure okay. he enjoyed working on the show, but he has to go. He's got to eat. He's got to go get yeah. on another job, you know? Yeah. So he got Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think, and was not able to return for the rest of the show. Okay. So the moral, the in summation, guys, don't watch any more cuckoo after season one. It just enjoy the wedding. It's it's over. It's like that episode of Friends where Phoebe says like the end, and we mm-hmm. don't watch the rest. <laughs> um, although, if you want to know what happens, cuckoo goes missing. They, the the second series takes place two years later. He went to Nepal to herd goats or something. He falls off a cliff and dies. I'm serious. This is literally what they tell you in the show. Uh, Rachel they recast her with a different actress. I did. I she was fine, I guess, but I was like, oh, I don't like this. Uh, Dylan looks like he's like 30 by the time they start the second season. Um, and Taylor Lautner who. Is a terrible actor. He is a terrible actor. Like he after watching Andy play that same type of character for like six episodes, I was like, oh, this is so bad. Um, anyway, Taylor Lautner, do I even have to say this? Like, he plays a guy who supposedly Cuckoo's long lost son because when Cuckoo was 13, he had sex with a woman in a cult. And she became pregnant and had Taylor Lautner, who plays Dale. That's, that's, this is the plot of the show. What, I mean, I cannot begin. That is, is, it's not, but in a bad, in a bad way, I don't like it. It's not, it's weird and gross. And then they made sexual tension between Taylor Lautner and like new Rachel. And I just like, ew, ew. He was calling her mom. I don't like any of it. I don't sign uh, off. I, I don't condone. He was calling her mom. It. He's like, no. I guess you're my mom then. But then they were like, Then they were like, they had the sexual chemistry. It was awful. Uh, uh. <laughs> it was terrible, Sarah. That's How why I was texting you. How
1: was I calling for five well, seasons? Well, obviously, they,
0: I don't know. Maybe it gets, ugh, I'm not going to keep watching it. That's no. for sure. I didn't, I like those actors, but I can't, like, you couldn't have thought of a better way like you could have brought in taylor lautner some other way or like maybe not to be related to cuckoo? or maybe like cuckoo goes missing but we don't say that he falls off a cliff like i don't no. know something like obviously andy had to leave the show but you couldn't have had him and rachel go off like you had to recast rachel so you couldn't have sent rachel off to with cuckoo so they could live happily ever after fuck yeah. off with this shit yeah. I am angry about it. But the first season is great. So watch that and then just ignore the rest. Anyway, that's my that's my review. Any final thoughts for you on the on uh, cuckoo?
1: Final thoughts. Um I thought it was cute and fun. Yes. But not very intellectually or emotionally deep or stimulating. or hating. Fair. Um But yeah, it's cute and fun. And
0: Andy is delightful. Andy is delightful. If you're an Andy fan, watch Cuckoo. It's on Netflix. But only the first season. Fuck the rest of it. Um, Six episodes. Six episodes. It's quick. You get in, you get out. It's good stuff. Uh, Are we ready for our moments of thirst? Sure. Okay. I think it's your turn to go first. Or is it my turn to go first? It's your turn to go Uh, first. I I can go first. Okay, Um, you go
1: first. I only had two. <gasps>
0: what? Yeah, Sarah, um, how dare you? So I just, I know you didn't it, like it. You didn't like. So the I, I've, I've noticed that you,
1: your thirsty moments are usually more about aesthetics, and
0: mine are usually more about. I'm a, visu- characterization. I'm a visual gal. I'm a visual gal. I like a visual. I like. I like a. Yeah, you please keep going. You keep going. Just cut me um, off anytime.
1: So my first moment is when he is me- 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 meditating in the na- nude na- na- naked on the on the cou- mm. counter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Second moment is actually a lot a lot of moments. Mm-hmm.
0: Anytime he he dances. Yes. He dances he a dances lot. He dances so much. And I love it. I love it when he dances. And I, those, are, those are all good moments of thirst. Um, okay, so my first moment of thirst literally happens within like the first two minutes of the mo- of the show. It's when he takes the f- stupid mask off and reveals his face. I mean, this was like for me, it was like. It was almost like that Ben Solo moment for me where they take mm. the mask off and I was like, oh, shit, he's pretty. Like, I know mm. I've seen Andy and so many other things that we've watched, but I was like, oh, he's hot in this show. Like, I just was like immediately like, yes, it was just like he just like radiated sex to me immediately when he took that mask off. So wow. that was my first one. Uh, number two, and I have four, so I'll make up for the one that you didn't use. Uh, number four two is Andy's just like naked a lot. Like I respect it. He's naked constantly. Um, he's got a shirt off for like most of the season, and mm-hmm. I have to applaud that. And when he didn't, he had the uh, those amazing costumes on. <laughs> yeah. Um. That revealed skin. Yes, he. I even liked him in the onesie. I was all I was about it. The onesie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Number three is just like his big soft brown eyes. Like, I, I, I number three and number four are kind of uh, t- tied together because his big soft brown eyes and his skin looked so good. Like, I don't know what they, I don't know what skin regiment he was on when he was in the, uh, in, you know, over in Britain, like filming, filming this movie, but he looked like amazing like his eyes and his and maybe it's like the lenses they were using i don't know there were a lot of close-ups and they used a lot of what looked like kind of like natural light coming in from the window and stuff i mean i know that they obviously were lighting the show but it looked it was very soft the light that they were using and so his skin just like looked really good and his eyes always just looked really soft and so yeah those are my moments of thirst. <laughs> I did not pick up on that at all. His he looked his face looked beautiful in like every shot, even the neck beard. I was into it. I didn't think I was into neck beards, but as it turns out, I am. As you would imagine, I'm normally up for pretty much anything in the bedroom, but I can't tell if what happened was weird or sexy. Shall we do some Adam or An- Adam Randy trivia?
1: Yes, this is actually um, multiple choice about A-
0: Andy. Oh, I'm excited, Adam. Or Andy, a trivia contest for one, and it, today's multiple choice. So I'm excited. Yes, let's do or it. Just Andy, I'm into it. I'm into okay. it. So is this where I have? Okay, you tell me the rules. I'll you tell me the rules. You just have to guess which one. I'm going to give you three options, and I have to, have to guess which is true. Okay, so two of them are are false this time. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's Oof, like, it's going to be tricky. Okay. All right. Let me he just th- th- let me just think about his soft brown eyes for a moment to prepare myself. Okay, I'm ready.
1: Okay. Okay. He has a cocktail named after him called Andy Alex
0: Samberg. I really hope that's true, but I also love the way you popped the word cock on cocktail. So please, let's get on to B. I hope that's true. I'd drink it.
1: He has a burger named after him called the Sam Burger. <laughs> what? Are these all going to be a theme? <laughs> or he has a sandwich named after him called the Hamdy Sandwich.
0: God, this is like I think the hardest multiple choice test I've ever taken.
1: God, One of these is actually true, Nicole?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm right now. I'm bouncing between the what were the two? There was the hamburger and what was the second? The Sami Alex Samberg and Samburger. and yes. Hamdi sandwich, Hamdi sandwich, which was the last one, right? Yes. Damn it. I want all of these to be true hey Sarah can we can we have a Andy Samberg themed restaurant where all the foods are Andy Samberg name puns and we can yes. even use like his character names you know like yes. uh, you know like oh, God if only I was good at puns I'm trying to think of something <laughs> with Jake Peralta I'll get oh oh we could have a shake Peralta a chocolate shake Peralta yes,
1: nice oh my god nice. <laughs> okay I'm gonna
0: go with, I'm gonna go with B I'm just gonna throw it in there and go with B the burger you're correct oh so excited. Can I eat this burger? Is it somewhere yes. I can order it? I don't it's eat meat in, though. It's in LA. Oh, so I have to go to LA?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, I'll go. I hope they have a beyond Andy hamburger <laughs> that I can have.
1: But Nicole, are you proud of me for coming up with Andy Alex Sandberg and Hamdy
0: sandwich? <laughs> Hamdy sandwich <laughs> is the greatest thing I've ever heard. And I think the only reason I didn't pick it was I was like, that sound that pun is too good. That is something Sarah made up. <laughs> no one comes up with a pun that good. It has to be Sarah.
1: Oh, that's funny. All
0: right. Uh, any, if anyone uh, tweeted us at Adam Andy if you want to invest in our restaurant, um, it's Andy Samberg themed foods, and we will have the Hamdi sandwich, and you can get a side of Shake Peralta with it. <laughs>
1: Look awesome. Come the fuck upstairs.
0: Okay. But
1: wait, I have to worry about something. What? If you come up here, I'm gonna tie you to my bed and keep
0: you for at least three days. I'm just in that kind of mood. Okay, are you ready to spin the wheel and see what we're going to watch next? Let me make sure that I have my wheel picker up. Okay. So let's share that screen. All right, can you see it? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, okay, here we go. So on the wheel this week. We have "While We're Young," which is another Noah Baumbach film. Uh, "What If," "Midnight Special," Patterson, and "Black Klansman." So, he's been in so many movies. I know. I was today. Today, I was trying to pick another one for the wheel, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, we're never going to get through all these." Also, he's like, he has five movies that haven't been released yet. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Um, not really. He's he's got the last duel and a net that are completed, and then um, he's shooting sixty five right now. Okay, here we go. Oop, no, I already updated. Let's click on that wheel, and it's gonna be what if? What if? What Uh, what if? if? I'm gonna go to the what if? Well, let me go to a description here. He plays Alan, and what if? I haven't seen this movie. Uh, it Daniel stars, Radcliffe. yeah, it stars so it stars Daniel Radcliffe, Zoe Kazan, uh Mackenzie Davis, and Adam Driver and a bunch of other people. So here is the plot synopsis. Wallace, who I believe is played by uh Harry Potter, uh, who is burned out from a string of failed relationships, forms an instant bond with Chantry, Chantry? who lives with her longtime boyfriend. Together they puzzle out what if what it means if your best friend is also the love of your life well that describes us i mean you are the love you are my wife you are i'm you are my my life partner yeah so that's what if um you may have seen the gif of adam where he said well i don't want to ruin it for you have you ever seen the gif of him sitting with daniel radcliffe where he's got like a plate of nachos no and he's okay well then i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil it for you I, I, the gif is playing in my head right now. I've never seen what if, so this will be new for me. This will be a new one to check off my Adam list. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, all right. Well, uh, listeners, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Adam and Andy podcast. Um, I know this was a long one. Thanks for hanging in there with us. We had a lot of ground to cover today. Um, before we go, I just wanted to say that we absolutely love talking about uh these uh these shows and these films and these actors we love talking about them with you on social media so uh please continue to reach out to us and give us suggestions and you know correct any anything we left missed out or left out or missed or uh tell us your favorite your most thirsty moments from cuckoo uh you can yep sarah why was he wearing a diaper i'm just because he's oh yeah if anybody can explain to us the custom of stag parties uh in uh in the british culture uh we would appreciate it because we didn't know about that whole diaper thing um but anyway you can find us on social media at adam and andy podcast on facebook and instagram and you can find us on twitter at adam andy pod uh also just wanted to plug the critical crop top sketch comedy web show we've got another episode coming out uh next week actually at this moment when you're listening to the show already be out. which one is it i don't know do you know i know because I've, I've been editing it already i've been editing all day um <laughs> uh so the critical crop top sketch comedy web show uh stars me and sarah uh, melissa Knapp, uh ava davis Brandon Mitchell. uh, We all wrote the show together. We all directed it. Uh, We shot it all virtually. So it was a mixture of Zoom. We also had people shooting uh, us scenes on their own at their homes and stuff. It's pretty fun. Um, And uh, so it's us, but also a bunch of other fun actors uh, that were involved with the show. Um, And uh, it's all available. Well, it's available everywhere, honestly. I've been uploading it to Facebook, uh, Twitter uh Instagram, it's on our YouTube channel. So if you us, uh, but if you subscribe to the Critical Crop Top YouTube channel, you'll also be able to watch the vidcast of this podcast. So that's a bonus. Um, but also you can find us uh on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Critical Crop Top. So yeah. Well, Sarah, I think I am going to I might watch Cuckoo again. I need to cleanse myself. Yeah. From that season two episode that I watched, I need to cleanse yeah, it. I need sure. to cleanse. I need a I need a little eye cleanse. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that scene just on repeat where he takes the mask off. I think a few times, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna go to bed.
1: Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I am going to eat more pretzel
0: crisps. You, and um... don't force yourself. <laughs> don't force yourself, girl.